This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Local casinos are going to be reopening this weekend, Jim. Hello! Screw you, family on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'd love to spend time with the family, honey, but the casinos have been closed since March. (laughs) Doug Ford said, I can't see you, but I can go to the slots. 50 patrons. Oh, that's not very many. It's not many at all. I don't know. I, you know, you know, I enjoy uh, the odd gamble. Sure. Um, but the table games are not going to be operating, from what I understand. Okay. It's just going to be slot machines, and payouts on slot machines are based on volume. It's money in, oh, yeah, money yeah. out, right? A percentage of the money that goes in gets paid out. So if there's only 50 people in the entire place, I don't know if they're going to limit the number of machines that are active uh, so people aren't just spreading the money around. Oh, I'm sure there's a distance thing, right? So like every third or like only every third one will be open because that'll be six feet. Well, do they, but if there's only 50 patrons allowed in there, are there only 50 machines that are going to be active? Because I wouldn't want to go in and start playing a machine that nobody has played for eight months. Yeah, really? I didn't even think about it that way. You think the casinos are, are looking to make a little bit of money back? <laughs> yeah. Think of the millions of dollars that they have lost. It'll be the quietest casino of all time. There'll be no bells going no off. No bells, no whistles. Yeah. No horns, no sirens. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, limited to my club reward members, apparently. So if you are a regular at a casino, then you're going to be invited to come in. You'll have to make an appointment, reserve a time online to come in. So it's kind of like going to the gym, I guess, huh. where you got to reserve. <laughs> you know, I don't know how long you're going to be there. That's the thing. I need to reserve a time. Oh, how long would you like to be? Well, I'd like to be there a really long time because the machine keeps giving me money. Yeah. But <laughs> Hopefully I'm there 10 minutes and win, but it could be six hours and yeah. lose. Could be, yeah, it could be three minutes <laughs> and, and I'm out my entire paycheck. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, casinos reopening, they should be able to have, like, a lot of these casinos, I understand the smaller ones, maybe only 50 patrons, but if you think about Brantford or you think about the uh, the Western Fair slots, those are huge facilities. Mm-hmm. And you can pack a restaurant with as many people as you can as long as they're, they're adhering to the uh, physical distancing, right? Yeah. Well, how big is Falls View? Sure. They're crazy. Sure. So to limit it to fifty patrons, to me, eh. Well, seems a little weird. You put it over that, everybody complains, and you know they're probably just trying to make a a PR move to make as many people. Is it a priority? Yeah. Is this something that we need to open? Is it going to be putting the uh, the communities at risk, et cetera, et cetera? The employees. You're definitely going to be gambling if you go to the slots. <laughs> the casinos in the area reopening this weekend. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra. Susan, good morning. Good morning. You have a chance to win some lotto tickets here. Lotto Max, $70 million jackpot coming up on Friday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Susan. What? Yes. <laughs> go, go, you're going to say something. Go ahead. I'm going to say something? Yeah, no, you, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you seem I have a lot to say. Off here. <laughs> you seem oh, almost dear. giddy about uh, the prospect of winning that kind of money. Yeah, because I don't know what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to do is tell us whether or not the headlines we read you are real or fake. 
Okay. okay. Uh, fake news you choose. So we've, we've got five headlines, some of them actual news stories, others complete nonsense that Jim and I have come up with, okay? Okay. The first one is an etiquette teacher fights off a mugger dressed as a ninja. Fake news you choose. Fake. I am sorry. That is a real news story. No way. Thirty-eight year old woman in New York City. She's a professional etiquette teacher at the Plaza Hotel. What is that? She deals with the hoity toits. Tell them which. Oh. Tells them which fork to use, and and it's like stand up straight, balance the book on your head. Now walk over here. Yes. Yeah. Like Princess Diaries. Exactly. <laughs> oh, true. Anyways, there was oh, a uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a. A guy who jumped out in a ninja costume tried to grab her purse the other day, and she fought him off long enough that two construction workers and a doorman ran over to help her. So, mm. True. Not a very Take subtle that. ninja. Listen, this is the same story here, Susan. <laughs> Stop saying true. We're telling you the story that goes with the headline. That's how this is going to work, okay, okay, for the next four headlines. <laughs> the next one will be a totally different story. Okay, we, I will give you a good prompt here. Here's the next headline. Fake news you choose. Florida man suffers permanent hearing damage after using a vacuum cleaner to suck out the song that was stuck in his head. False. Yes, that you is fake. You are fake news. <laughs> it, does, it does suck when you have a song stuck in your head, right? Yeah, that's kind of weird, yep. Next headline, Russian man arrested for driving in carpool lane with a bear in his passenger seat. True. No! Failing oh, I believe oh, that one. <laughs> I love a good Russia bear guy story. Well, you don't know in Russia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bears ride bicycles over there, right? Yeah, so. why can't they ride yeah, shotguns? Right. <laughs> Fake news you choose. The headline reads... New Jersey hypnotist facing assault charges for allegedly subjecting clients to prostate exams. Oh, false. No, it is true. Oh, my God. Where are you getting this stuff? I don't even read this stuff. Oh. I've always been suspicious of hypnotists. It's a weird hobby to want to become one. Like, yeah. you want to control people's minds and make yeah. them do things it's, they don't want to do? It's almost like you're an X-Man, right? Like where know. you've got this mutant power where you can convince people to cluck like a chicken or... <laughs> Maybe he's just worried about men's health. Well, and you know guys don't want to get them. Better way to do it. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. He, well, I sucked, didn't I? Yep. He is, uh, he's facing uh, some serious charges for, <laughs> for that one. Okay. Maybe you can hypnotize the judge when he's in court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one here, Susan. I'll make you a deal, okay? This is a sweet deal. Okay. If you get this one right, even though your performance has not been fantastic here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We, we will give you the lottery tickets. If you don't get it, though, because I know everyone is going crazy for these lottery tickets. Yeah. We're going to give the tickets to someone else, okay? Okay. Okay. So fake news you choose. A man is busted for trying to arrange a threesome with a horse. Now that's got to be false. Please I'm tell me. Sorry, it's false. it is sailing. You pile of garbage. You just don't know how depraved the real world oh. is. I would love to be you, Susan. Yeah. Go, oh my God. Go that's back to brutal. your bubble, Susan. <laughs> I made you a deal. I gotta hold up to it here. 
53-year-old guy in Pennsylvania sent a message to a woman on Facebook asking to rent her horse. And as they chatted, he explained why he wanted to rent it so he and his wife could uh, have a menage a trois with the horse. Said they're very open-minded people. The woman who has the horse says, I'm not. And she turned the conversation over to the police. And he's been arrested on a misdemeanor count of, you know. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You know. It's just an uncomfortable word to say. Jim, I know uh, you had a fall photo shoot last night with your girlfriend's family. This is big. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin spice photo shoot. No, there was no pumpkins or any pumpkin spice, but it was good. Went to uh, her parents' house, uh-huh. and it was relatively pain-free. We were talking about this because Jim lives with his girlfriend Sarah. Uh, there is there's no um, engagement or or permanent commitment there. So uh, we were here. By the way, hold on, hold on. An engagement isn't permanent commitment either. Sure, sure, but it's a plan. It's it's an intention for permanent commitment. plan. (laughs) Well, so is marriage. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyways, we heard from a lot of listeners saying, hey, be careful, Jim. uh, I've got some photos, family photos hanging on the wall, and we've had to Photoshop old boyfriends and girlfriends out of the pictures. Oh, yeah. One, One, there was three different breakups that happened in one family. The whole thing was just ruined. The one unsalvageable. You know, you just cut them all out. It looks like it was taken during COVID and everyone's just social distancing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Three different spouses gone out yeah. of one picture. Two breakups and a divorce. We had one suggestion, Jim, from from somebody who said uh, you should get them to take one picture with you in it and then take one picture without you in it just in case you two end up breaking up someday, they'll have, they can just take the old picture with you out of the frame and put in the, the substitute picture. But that's an awkward conversation. I mean, I'm sure if you brought it up, Sarah's parents would kind of be like, whoa, why does he want a yeah, backup what's he, picture? What's he going on here? got some escape claws here? What yeah. the? And if he, they brought it up, you'd be offended. You'd be like, hold on a nah, second. I would understand completely. <laughs> But I think in their minds, it's like, if we say that, then we're going to admit they're living in sin or something. But we'll just, let's just pretend they're married and we'll just take these pictures. Was there a backup picture taken? There was not. No. So so. you are in the family picture. But I was the furthest to the left. I was right on the end, you know? Very cut-outable, yeah. Croppable for sure. That's a good strategy. It was good, though. You know, there was young kids there and it was, you know, it's tough taking pictures with the kids because, like... The one cries and another cry. It's like it's right. like a, in a cartoon when you plug a hole in the bottom of a boat and then another leak springs up and then you plug that one and it's good for two seconds and then another leak shoot, shoots up. Yeah, but and then the kids the kids stop crying and the parents are looking down at the kids. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's looking at the camera at the same time, right? Yeah. So there was yeah four kids. I think four or five. Kids. They're her sisters. Mm-hmm. So your potential nephews and nieces one day. Yeah. Well, they call me Uncle Jim already, Taz. Nice. Actually, it was kind of a, a little awkward because I showed up and, you know, Sarah bought me this nice sweater, this Chris Evans sweater that he wore on Knives Out, and that's why she bought it because everybody loves this Chris Evans sweater. Oh, like a nice uh, wool, yeah, braided wool knit sweater? Yeah, yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch. And then I had these, uh, you know, khaki pants on, these brown khaki pants, and so, you know, I'm feeling good. I don't really dress up ever. So I'm rolling into the property. I walk up, and what do I see? 
a two-year-old and a one-year-old wearing the exact same outfit as I am. White knitted sweater with the khaki pants. <laughs> Two of the nephews were dressed exactly the same. Yeah. That, did Sarah do that on purpose? To N- you? I don't think so because the kids showed up and their two separate parents were like, oh, isn't that cute? We got them the same outfit. And then I showed up <laughs> and I had the same outfit. Oh, isn't that cute? All oh. three of them have the same outfit. <laughs> Like, it could not, the sweaters are identical, Taz. I just oh, posted a great. picture on our Facebook pages, and it's it's uncanny. Of you with the kids? Next yeah, to I'm the holding kids? both the kids, and, like, the that. sweaters are the exact same, and the pants are the exact same color. <laughs> How was that not planned? <laughs> That's great. Uh, it would have been better. The only thing it would have been better is it would be if you all three of you showed up in Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Chris Evans. Yeah, those sweaters are so hot right now. Yeah. Okay, congratulations, Jim. Things are moving along. Keep us posted. Okay. What's that if grin on your face? I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because you would give me the hardest time when I'd go for these dumb photo shoots with my family. <laughs> and you would laugh at me uh, when my wife would dress me up in That's these true. outfits that I, I normally wouldn't wear. And I'd post them on social media. My wife would post them on her Instagram. And you'd be like, hey, Taz, nice jacket. <laughs> nice slacks, nice buddy. Nice vest. What are you doing in the middle of the park wearing a sport coat and slacks? <laughs> Looks pretty natural. It all comes back around, doesn't it? The highlight of the U.S. vice president debate last night was the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head and stayed there for a considerable amount of time. Jake Tapper on CNN agrees. There were times during the debate that I thought that the most effective being on that stage to go after Vice President Pence was that fly that landed on his head. <laughs> oh, snap! Oh, snap! It's not a compliment to Kamala Harris. No. Huh. But it was crazy to see the number of people tweeting about that fly. Mm-hmm. Y- you mentioned, Jim, that there was a couple accounts that popped up. Uh, Mike Pence's fly has its own Twitter account. There's over 100 <laughs> Twitter accounts that uh, were started last night dedicated wow. to the fly on Mike Pence's head. A couple of them. Pence's hair fly. Mike Pence's fly. The Pence fly, fly on Mike Pence, fly on Pence's head. And they're all just tweeting out like, wow, I had the best seats of the night, buzz buzz. Pence head fly, Pence fly 2020. So these people already knew <laughs> that somebody else had the account. So they're like, what can I put at the end of it? Mike Pence fly 1969. Joe Biden was quick on it too. And they started... <laughs> They instantly started selling Joe Biden fly swatters on the Biden website. You can buy a Biden branded fly swatter for $10. It says truth over flies. Wow. (laughs) That is quick. That's brilliant. Well, actually, Jim, we do have enhanced audio. Um, You know, they got some, uh, some microphones all over the place at these things and uh, one of them was pointed right at the fly on Pence's head, and mm-hmm. it did capture this. It's a wonderful question. And um, Let me land here for a minute. <laughs> and in America... Is this hair uh, or steel wool? I, 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 um, I declare this head flyzonia! <laughs> don't assume that what you're seeing... Ooh, dandruff on 
the jacket. Dandruff on the jacket. What? Um. Hey, shout out to all you other flies watching out there. Watch out for this water. Really stole the show. <laughs> that reminds me of the hilarious house of Frightenstein. They always have that mosquito or bug show up. I think it was yeah, a well, maybe it's a distant relative, <laughs> right? Stole the show, that fly on Mike Pence's head, and it's not over. That fly is capitalizing on, on its fame. Already signed a recording deal, believe it or no not. Way. Yeah, after the debate last night, the fly on Mike Pence's head went into the recording studio and we actually have Mike Pence's Fly's first single to share with you. All around the world, people hate my species. I'm known for my love of poo. Everyone they go, I saw you on TV. I'm 25 days old. For a guy like me that's old. Yeah, baby, did you see me? I was waving. I'm Mike Pence's fly. Not a good place to hide. Took a shot, how can you blame me? Someone backstage tried to raid me. I'm Mike Pence's fly. Ah, he's got a voice on him. Good Not for Ed. Good for Mike Pence's fly. The big joke that people were making last night was, uh, well, I guess it's true, flies are attracted to bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. And there could have been something fecal about Mike Pence, because it also looked like he had pink eye. <laughs> For real? Because I, I saw he had like what people were calling a fat lip. Something was going on with Mike Pence's eyeball. Hmm. It looked all pink and pussy, and... Um, Actually, Mike Pence's pink eye uh, also went into the recording studio last no. night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence's pink eye. <laughs> I'm really, really gross. Someone <laughs> farted on my pillow. Uh, did you see the video that went viral of the woman in Kansas speaking at a public meeting on mask mandates? Mm, well, there's been so many crazy people at these meetings. I don't know which one you're referring to. Okay, this one, this one I saw online yesterday. This is a woman who is talking about the discrimination she faces every day in Kansas because she refuses to wear a mask. I am discriminated against every single day in my county now, sometimes multiple times a day. We are treated worse than second-class citizens. We're treated like we're not even human. I went to mail package at my local FedEx Kinko's, scanned the package and the receipt, didn't put the receipt on the same counter that I put the package on, but put it over to the side. So I had to walk around the counter as to avoid him as he retreated from his register like I'm some sort of diseased leper. Can you believe the discrimination that poor woman faced? Yeah, discrimination, far from the right term. She had to walk, Jim, around the counter a number of feet to get the receipt from a different counter. So she still got the receipt. She still got the receipt. <laughs> they still served her, but they put the receipt on a different counter. That's discrimination, if you ask me. Just blatant discrimination. It's like back in the 60s. 
when black people would go into a restaurant and they'd serve them their meal, but they'd put the receipt for the meal on a different counter. So they had to walk three more that's, feet. Yeah, that's what that's what happened, right? That's, exactly. That's discrimination. <laughs> I did have a mask moment last night. Went to Canadian Tire. We got the we got the flyer. And I saw something that we need was on sale, so I decided to go to Canadian Tire. And walking in, I was checking the pockets of my jacket, and I was like, oh, man, my mask isn't in there. Yeah. So I walk in, I, I walk up to the Canadian Tire hostess, the hostess stand. Oh, so you you breached the entrance, Taz? I, I went through the entrance oh way, and I said, my God. I said, excuse me, I forgot my mask. I live about 10, 15 minutes away. Do you have any masks that... You can give me like a disposable. She said, no, we only did that for the first couple of weeks. We gave out masks, but now we don't have any. I'm like, is there a mask I could quickly buy and put it on? She said, sure, there's masks right here. So I bought a three-pack of masks for $11, mm-hmm. and I put it on, and, and I went and got the, the item that I was looking for. And then I went and paid for the item, and I realized that since I had to buy masks that cost $11, I paid more for the item than if I had gone when it wasn't on sale and just brought my mask. Oh, what a waste. That is discrimination. <laughs> Did you feel like a third-class citizen? If, if, I, if I know anything about discrimination, that is just the textbook example. <laughs> Of discrimination, right? Am yes. I wrong? No, no. You should file a suit, perhaps. You look out, Canadian Tire. I am suing you for one million Canadian Tire dollars. <laughs> Poor James. He was our contestant moments ago with the Taz and Jim Cash Vault. And he is getting absolutely roasted here on our text message account. <laughs> Charlie says, if James gets through again tomorrow, hang up. No way. Uh, hey, do you guys have call display? Just skip him next time. We don't. We don't skip people. It's If you're caller 10, you're caller 10. And we don't have call display. Adam says, what a mutant. This feels like Groundhog Day with James screwing up again. Here's another text message. After tuning into cash... <laughs> After tuning into Cash Vault again this morning with James, I feel like he shouldn't be operating heavy equipment. <laughs> another text message... It's just the emoji with the, the hand on the forehead. Yeah, like the face palm. Face palm emoji. Our civilization is doomed. Hey, man, it's a lot of pressure, you know? It's a lot of money on the line. Where do you guys find these people? You've got to be kidding me. Two days in a row? What a guy. Oh, man, I, got, I want to buy this guy a beer. Ha, 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 says Fody. <laughs> what the actual F, says another one of our listeners. Does this guy put his own socks on for work? <laughs> I love it. That poor guy. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Let's listen to what just happened. So if you're just tuning in, yesterday we had a couple people guess outside of the range of money that's in the in the cash vault. We tell you right before you play how much is in there. And James was one of those two guys yesterday. He got through for some redemption this morning. It was just caller 10. And Jim, do you have that audio? And guess who caller 10 is here? James, no last name? James, Mystery James, how you doing? Good. Yeah. Uh, what happened yesterday? Well, I was in the middle of loading a garbage truck with an excavator, and I had one guy yelling at me and one guy looking at me, and I meant to say 2,000 and something, and I 
I said 1,000 and something, and I messed up. Oh, yeah. man. And you, I asked for clarification because I thought maybe you, you would catch yourself, but then you repeated 1,000 and something. So, unfortunately, we didn't give you the prize, but uh, this is crazy. Two days in a row, you have gotten through as caller 10. So, wow. Maybe, maybe karma is on your side here. Second uh, chance. So. Some good reception in an excavator. Reception and redemption, Jim. That's what it's all about here. Let's go. And Jim Cash fault. Listen very closely as Jim tells you where we're sitting with the current jackpot. We are between $2,174 and $2,304. James told me he was finding a pen when I first answered the, <laughs> the phone. So Guess the pen didn't work. Hopefully, uh, Invisible ink. A little better here today. Two days in a row. It's pretty good, man. So I, my guess would be 2,000, um, 2,154. 2,154 is the guess. Here we go, James. No, I messed up again. Good luck. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Aw, you got it wrong. I can't believe it. What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Oh, just that last minute <laughs> grasp. No, let me take it's it back. It's the same noise you'd make if you were taking a, a cake out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. And it starts slipping out of your hands. Yeah. No, 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 no. Or you, like, forget to put your car in park, and you get out, and it starts rolling down a hill. <laughs> no, 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 no! It's too late. The damage is done. <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> and good news yesterday... Uh, Sammy Hagar was on with the King, Howard Stern, talking about uh, his relationship with Eddie Van Halen. And, you know, they went through some rocky patches. But Sammy revealed that the two of them had made up, they patched things up before Eddie passed away, which is nice to hear. Uh, He said, Eddie and I had been texting. It's been a love fest since we started communicating earlier this year. We both agreed not to tell anyone because of all the rumors it would stir up about our <laughs> reunion, etc. We both knew that that wasn't going to happen, but he also didn't want anyone to know about his health. He stopped responding to me about a month ago. I figured that wasn't good. I reached out one more time last week. He didn't respond, so I figured it was just a matter of time, but it still came way too soon. Oh, man, that's tough. Absolutely. I, I wonder if uh, if Diamond Dave and Eddie were on good terms when he passed. Hmm. Yeah. It's I, tough I, when you have such a history with somebody, right? Yeah, but when you're in when you're in Eddie's shoes and you may know that the clock is ticking, you might just bury the hatches that you wouldn't have buried otherwise, even if you if the other person is in the wrong and has been obnoxious well, their whole life. It depends how deep the wounds of the relationship are. You may not reach out. You know, if you're in a band and you had a couple lead singers, you may reach out to the lead singers that you kind of still like. Yeah. And make sure everything's cool just to spite the other guy. So now, David but you don't want to go away that way. You maybe don't go you back do. spiteful. Maybe you do. David Lee Roth hears, hold on, he's been texting with Sammy? <laughs> I haven't heard from Eddie in four years. Yeah, you never know. This is an interesting fact, Jim. If you have a hot roommate... And you've always fantasized about things getting romantic. If it hasn't happened yet, you may have missed your window. 
because a new survey done by Match.com, the dating site, has found that one in four people saying that they got it on with their roommate during quarantine. Really? Non-romantic relationships, but they were stuck in the house together for so long with no one else around, no one else that they could fornicate with. And they decided just to pull the trigger. <laughs> get it over with. And get it on. The tension's just been building. I've never had a female roommate. No? I guess it doesn't matter. Well, you, you do can... now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, maybe there's same-sex roommates who are just like, I'm this. I, I, it's been a while. Sure. I'm going for it. What, with Sarah? You? No, I'm talking about... <laughs> huh? What? No, I'm saying you could still... <laughs> I, I thought, I was thinking... I don't want to get too personal here, but you and Sarah sleep in the same bed, dude. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet? <laughs> Fingers I, crossed. I, I just got in the family photos. I, I don't know. Next step's inevitable. News. You missed your window. Quarantine's yeah. over. No, but I mean, we're already dating. I've never dated an opposite... Or I've never ha- You've had never a roommate in, of the opposite right. sex. Have I? I have. I've lived in houses, like when I was going to college, I lived in a house... I rented a bedroom in a house, and there was uh, two or three girls living in there. I think there were seven people living oh, in the yeah? house. No, didn't happen. Mm. Any sparks? Mm, no, no. Mm. They're interesting people. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's a really bad way to ruin a living situation. Right. Like it, very few times is that gonna you know, work out. Well, you get it out of your system during quarantine. As soon as quarantine's over, you're looking for a new place to live or a new roommate, right? <laughs> yeah. You got to think. Because there's probably one roommate that that is out of the league of the other. Mm-hmm. Or, what, yeah, one that's ones that's had a crush for a while and just waited for an opportunity. Yeah, they got their opportunity and, uh, and they falls in love and then you're like, no, sorry, I'm gone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna move into a. I'm gonna move into a one bedroom. Yeah, but you know that bubble. That bubble is small. Yeah, I don't blame. I have a couple buddies who got who broke up during quarantine mm-hmm. and say and haven't been back on the on the scene in a while. You know, and say it's just a disaster right now. Yeah, might Trying be, be better off sleeping with the roommate. <laughs> Could be the best option, right? Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.